0: all right all right all right we're live young citizens of the future we are back let me check i i'm actually i'm i'm convinced something has to be broken somewhere because every single broadcast there's always something so i just want to do a quick check can we get a thumbs up in the telegram chat and a thumbs up in the youtube chat if everything sounds right and if you guys can see me wave back i think everything's working yeah i'm pretty sure everything's working cool well we're back uh it's been a super eventful week unfortunately we had to disappoint you guys last week because we had this amazing stream uh scheduled for you guys with an amazing guest and then suddenly my computer broke down the, the stream computer broke down. We ordered a new computer because we're building a studio in the office to do live streams from there, but it wasn't ready yet. Uh, I, I, my car broke down on the highway. I had to run to a gas station. Then the, sa- the day after my car broke down again because I ran a flat tire. It just seemed like everything in the world or in the metaverse was conspiring to stop us from, from getting to this point, but nothing can stop your open metaverse team So here we are today. And boy, do I have a stream for you guys. I'm just gonna quickly run through the agenda. So first off, we're gonna have a look at some of recent news uh, from the crypto spheres, uh, seeing some stuff that's going on regarding an island in the Pacific called Satoshi Island. And apparently you can live there and not have any money. So we're gonna talk about that. Another thing that we want to discuss is the recent influx of institutional money into crypto and specifically Solana, which of course is very valuable information for us because we're building our Europa metaverse on top of the Solana blockchain. So that's not unimportant. And then finally, we're going to talk a little bit about the EU Parliament. Uh, passing privacy-busting crypto rules, according to Coin Telegraph, uh, despite criticism from the community. So there's a lot to discuss in there. And then the highlight of today, and that's where I'm gonna go right now, is our guest. So you guys have probably already seen on our channels that we managed to bring in another amazing investor. Um, we're really trying to to build a platform that will be solid for the future. And to do that, uh, we need to have solid partners. And one of the things that we're looking forward to do is to go for a series A. To do that, we need authoritative investors that have a reputation uh, around the world that know their business. And in that sentiment, we already brought you in one of the previous shows, CVVC, you have become an investor. And uh, now we're bringing you another amazing one which is Coin IX, uh, and f- re- representing Coin IX today, I have here with me the one and only. Let me see if I can find the right button. Three, two, one.
1: <laughs>
0: Moritz Schild, Chairman of Coin.iX. Moritz, how are you doing today?
1: Great, thank you. Good to be here, and uh, good, good seeing both of you.
0: Thank you. It's it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Now, uh, Moritz, we have you. But of course, uh, the show wouldn't be complete unless I bring somebody that can actually rival you in terms <laughs> of um, uh, executiveness. And for that purpose, we brought along today Alex, our very own CEO. Alex, how are you doing today, buddy?
2: I'm doing fine. I'm very happy that we're uh, that we managed here with a, with a small uh, week delay, but. Uh Really nice to have Moritz on the show, we spent uh, quite some time uh, discussing and and working together so it's really cool that we can uh, have this uh, stream today.
0: Awesome, awesome. So Moritz, before we dive into the news topics that we have for today, could you perhaps uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and preferably something that is not on your LinkedIn profile?
1: yes um so, so, so first of all i'm i'm, uh, I'm here in hamburg which is my, my my hometown hamburg germany um i'm a little bit older than, than i have some gray gray hair here i'm not trying to hide that uh, which is not on my linkedin profile no i'm a, I'm a father of uh, four four kids and come from a very kind of traditional background so i've studied law and uh, i i spent quite uh, a uh, significant uh, part of my time in traditional finance, and then founded my own um, asset management firm about uh, 12 years ago, which is called Nordics. And um, the smart thing is so. Uh, at, at that time we, we were setting up the company that was in 2009 and we wanted to be reminded that ix stands for as a year 2009 ah and, and, i've been uh, wondering about that <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and the more and more we are entering this this new world and crypto space we realized how kind of how much vision we had because every second company in this uh, area has an an X at the end, or a Q in the middle, <laughs> or, or some, or, or a Y in the very beginning. So, um, the, the using these, these new names was was, was quite uh, quite cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you said so you have kids. Uh, do any of them play uh, Roblox or any play games like that? Do you know?
1: Um, actually, not really. I tried to to. Well, well I mean, as a father, you don't want your kids to spend their entire time in front of a screen or a phone or, or, or whatever, so you're quite quite happy if, if they're outside and play uh, uh, soccer or golf or what, whatever, and uh, <laughs> the father's saying, hey, come on, i show you something on my mobile and you <laughs> might to uh, spend the next 10 hours trying to, to, to get something out of it. So actually, they're not, not as deep in it as, as um, they might have been, and um, actually, I'm, I myself, I'm not so much into Gaming, however um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think there is huge um, potential of course um, and but a friend of mine decided very early to pay the pocket money to his kids in mm-hmm. crypto okay to, to make the, his kids aware of how it works secondly of the volatility and oh, yeah. so if they need some some fiat money to go to the cinema or something like that they would exchange with her debt with the, uh, the debt so you would give him 10 euros and then say so please can you pay me a uh, uh, point something in, in ether or Solana?"
3: cool do you do, I, you I do that yourself i haven't
1: done that I, I didn't do that but a friend of mine is, is is doing that because he believes that this young generation really has to get get so into that
0: that friend wouldn't be bert slachter from the netherlands would it <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't know, don't know okay um, <laughs> yeah. and then let, let me move to from 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 so, i mean nordics is doing very conservative is a risk for risk averse uh, investors and we use derivatives and and kind of complex instruments um to 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 generate some one or two percent returns um and then in 2013 i came across uh, crypto and since then i it's, I was impressed by the potential of not only Bitcoin, but of the underlying blockchain uh, technology, which, which uh, has, from my point of view, much more than just being a means of exchanging value, but yeah. the idea of decentralization, and I think we will come to that, um, yeah. is, is something that uh, really has uh, inspired me since then, and, and that was the uh, idea of founding CoinEx, CoinX is an investment firm and uh, different from, from, from other funds. Yeah, before you
0: go too deep into yeah. that, we're, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about you know uh, what ca- kind of investments CoinX does and how that relates to the Open Metaverse. But uh, let's let's not dive in too deep right away. Um, so, uh, like I said, first we're going to go through a little bit of a news round. So we're going to have a look at the first news topic here. Um, Satoshi Island. Oh, wait, I got the wrong one. (laughs) I knew something had to go wrong. Okay, Satoshi Island, there we go. Uh, An island in the South Pacific where fiat, this is, by the way, from Cointelegraph, where fiat is not allowed, uh, is making waves, modular homes under construction, NFT citizenship applications, and a promise of a decentralized future. So I'm just curious, uh, what is your take on stuff like this, Uh, Alex?
2: Well, I think it's, Primarily interesting to see that these kind of things are going into the mainstream. Obviously, we've also seen, uh, you know, the story about the volcano bonds uh, from Salvador. And I think we're seeing these things happening more and more. Uh, uh, Previously, also uh, Liberland, uh, also, let's say, in New state or at least uh, a land uh, a land uh, restricted state with a lot of crypto involved as well. I really think that, uh, you know, a proper bridge has to be made to, let's say, normal systems and to normal political bodies as well. Because yeah. what I do feel is that, and I think we're going to discuss the EU Parliament um, uh, uh, amendment uh, later on, yep. but what you're seeing there is a huge disconnect between innovative uh, technology uh uh, entrepreneurs uh and actually what's happening in in the legislation uh and um you know if you if you then really try to do these kind of projects pushing so far ahead i think it's interesting to uh to have that newscast out there Mm -hmm. but i i really doubt how uh how easy it's going to be to get this actually to to get this done
0: yeah what about you moritz what do you think would you move there would you move there with your kids so that they don't play (laughs) on their phone all day
1: (laughs) No, definitely not. However, um, I pretty much like what people have invented, have have built up there because all these new kind of setups need to have a a proof of of, uh, whatever as they have to have a a role model and uh, trying to apply this and then particularly using um, decentralized Technology in, the, in 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 real life applications um, is, is is definitely something that um, will will help us understand and, and make our experiences and uh, hopefully use the, the the experience we we make there sure to to apply blockchain technology and decentralized ideas um, um, and the rest of the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I, I definitely agree with you. I think. Um... I think we'll see a lot of st- things like this happening at the moment and people are experimenting. Um, do you know of any other projects uh, like that uh, that are going around that you really liked?
1: Um, we recently had a project uh, which I appreciated which was not that much buying land but um, using the Metaverse to, um, for art and for street art um, there's a project in Berlin, and um, they realized that there are many people spraying their art on the walls, yeah. and this can not be owned. And if you want to see it, you have to travel to Berlin. And so they, they first of all took pictures of this art, put it into the Metaverse, and made it investable as an NFT, which essentially gives the artists behind that and possibility to monetize on, on, on this, this, this project. And this is the other way around, kind of, but um, uh, trying to, to bridge the real the, the real world with the Metaverse is uh, uh, something which is looked up upon as experimental, but which is very helpful to for, for, for mm-hmm. people to understand what it is about, and, and, and uh, that's, that's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, right now, crypto is, of course, still, well, reasonably volatile compared to, to fiat money. Do you think that uh, projects like these, uh, I- is it going to stabilize in the near future or will it, will it remain like this? Because I think that's probably something that is keeping a lot of people from uh, getting involved with projects like this. What are your thoughts on that?
1: So, in, in, in principle, um, crypto investments are volatile as a matter of fact and there are reasons um, for, for, for for that um, being well, it's new it's not only um, investors that that would 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 act in a, in a um, would not always act in a kind of reliable and and uh, a predictable way, Um you have not the kind of sounding force of large investment banks that have an interest of cooling markets down. You have no rules, so if if uh, um, in a stock exchange uh, prices uh, exceed certain thresholds, then markets are closed for. Ten minutes or half a day or something like that and all these these mechanics are not not applicable and um Mm -hmm. therefore i think one one shouldn't be surprised that there is such high volatility and from an investor point of view um yes of course it's you to determine how much exposure you want to have and if you can't stand the volatilities then reduce um your, your your allocation that's that's not a problem and i mean volatility means that it Prices can go down, but uh, prices can go up as as well. And most uh, <laughs> people yeah, know that.
0: Just just diamond hands whistling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sure, but, but, but I mean, if you if you look at the, sh- the sharp ratio, which um, institutional investors tend to look at, because this is the, the, the risk, um, the kind of uh, after um, taking um, uh, care of the of the risk, um, the, the return, um, the risk weighted return, and this. For a longer period hmm. is uh, much much higher in in, in cryptos than in any other asset class and that's yeah. a good reason to at least do a small allocation
2: yeah yeah
0: what do you think uh, alex you got anything any thoughts on this one
2: no i think uh i mean moritz is much more involved in this on a day-to-day uh, on a day-to-day basis i think um what I'm happy with uh, primarily is that um, you know also recently Moritz attended uh, a digital asset convention in Frankfurt and I briefly went there in a margin uh, of that and I think what you saw there is that a lot of uh, big and, and institutional players from the traditional finance industry they don't just show up there just to be you know looking what's what's happening and if it's you know just to have a sort of a cherry pick to see what's going on they all believe they truly believe believe that this is the future coming in and of course for these large institutions it's going to take a while uh, but everybody uh, is uh, is certain that over the next five to ten years uh, digital ledger technology will it will be a force that uh, that's not gonna go away anymore
0: yeah yeah I think this is a nice shimmy into uh, into the next uh, uh, news topic because I think that has a lot to do with this one so uh, let's have a look at, uh, at the next one institutional crypto funds <laughs> see large capital inflows for three months yeah <laughs> so uh Very good. this is uh yeah this has been going on 193 million i think last week um i'm i'm i i, I well what can i say what are your th- i'm not gonna say anything because you guys are the experts especially more so uh do you have any any thoughts on this one
1: I mean, on the one hand side, one hundred ninety-three million sounds like a really big figure. However, if you compare it to the um, monthly investment needs of um, kind of the, the, the of the institutional investor world, yeah. um, then it's it's extremely tiny. Nonetheless, what <laughs> I like is that the more, I mean more and more it's it's realized as, as a as an asset and what we've seen in, in, in Germany um, after having seen that the large institutions in the US already started to using Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as part of their their treasuries um, that more and more institutional investors start to realize that this is becoming a real asset class and yeah. um, you you have some of these smaller pension funds and they have an bi-annual um, meeting of software um, investment committee and in the past there was always one person saying well maybe we should start buying bitcoin and all the others were laughing at them and, <laughs> yeah. and now um it, th- it sounds more like you have more, personal say, experience with that there, moritz <laughs> That's, that's what I see that they, that they start to to, to to really to realize that this is not bullshit and yeah. this is um, uh, something reliable and they can really put a small um, investment into in, into it and uh, I, I do hope that this is driving the market and of course it's quite likely to drive um, prices as well and for many, Bitcoin is still kind of the initial investment, but more and more investors realize that what they should, should look for is a portfolio of different um, assets and Bitcoin appears to be more and more realized as the, as the dinosaur of the um, uh, cryptocurrencies, e.g. it's the largest um, and, 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 and biggest and oldest, and maybe the first one to, to be extincted.
0: So you, you're talking about uh, diversifying portfolio. So uh, I'm I'm, I'm I, on that based on that I'm assuming that uh, you're not a Bitcoin purist then.
1: I'm not a purist. No, I do think that uh, it's always good to have uh, different um, eggs in your basket. or not all eggs in one basket. <laughs> different eggs <laughs> in the basket.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, Alex. Any any thoughts?
2: No, I think I think this. Um... I think we're all we're, we're all good here i think uh i'm, I'm really uh, excited about the next topic <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so uh, by the way uh i uh, i want to say uh that um you guys can also just interrupt me and um, if you have thoughts so alex you don't have to wait like a nice school boy until i ask you uh but the same also goes for chat because of course it l- seems like a conversation between the three of us but uh, we have a live chat uh, so uh, for those uh, of you watching on telegram <laughs> or uh, you can ask your questions in the uh, in the in the community channel and for those of you watching on youtube uh, go ahead and post your questions in chat i already got an amazing question from marky from moritz but we're going to ask that uh, during the interview he wants to know what kind of coffee you you drink uh moritz so you can think (laughs) of that one and um so, uh, the next topic is going to be super interesting, I think, as well, because I've been listening to so many podcasts regarding uh, this topic myself recently. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Here we go. So, uh, there's a lot to do on all the new legislation coming our way from all directions. In the Netherlands, of course. Uh, f- the funny thing is, in the Netherlands, we're really. Looking forward to getting some more clarity regarding legislation when it comes to crypto in general, because the lack of legislation is a serious issue. And yet at the same time, you see that on a European uh, level in this uh, case, and even on a global level in some ways, but specifically right now in the EU, there's of course a lot of legislation coming our way that we might not be so happy with. And one of the examples is uh, the privacy busting crypto rules as Cointelegraph described it. uh, that uh, that uh, basically is clamping down on um unregulated or how do i say this correctly um it's it's supposed to be against anti anti money laundering but um it's clamping down on <laughs> transactions with self hosted wallets of course which uh, personally i don't think i i would be very happy about that but again, luckily today we got a we got an expert on this. So uh, Morris, uh, I heard that you've been doing some excellent work for uh, for the community. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Well, so simultaneously to my role with with, with CoinX, I'm I'm sitting on the board of uh, the Hanseatic Blockchain Institute, and secondly of the Bundesblock, which is the German, Verband um, uh, for for the blockchain industry. And um, we have seen that we've been trying to 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 get an impact on on, on that. And um, what we like and embrace is that the European Union Union is trying to set up a regulatory framework mm-hmm. because. Institutional adaption of all of this will not be possible if there is not a clear um, regulation on that and all this is a good tendency we should support. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it's important that we have means um, that crypto is not used for, for, for um, money laundering uh, purposes. And yep. that taxation and even supervision of taxable events is somehow possible however i i feel that many um, members of the european parliament either don't have a clear understanding and a clear vision of what blockchain has a potential and maybe secondly they have been a little bit impacted by the traditional um, banking and asset management industry um, because they have everything in place. So each and every client opening an account, buying a security has a full KYC Mm -hmm. and there's a system. And if now a bank would offer you we can set up an account for you where you can store your your Bitcoin and Ether and uh, Solana and even some tiny NFT or whatever things, um, then they are fully fledged. They have competitive advantage. And these new rules appear to play a little bit to the favor of the existing traditional um, industry, simultaneously putting huge hurdles for everyone who's setting up some some crypto based um business which is based on smart contracts mm-hmm. which and we believe that the rules that are now proposed so it's not not final yet and we do hope that we can change something
3: yeah
1: um which essentially say if you want to send whatever crypto asset. So it's not about a minimum amount of 10,000 euro, what we see if talking about cash. Yeah. So if you just want to transfer a zero point, whatever, um, f- to do test trans- transaction, you would be required to um, provide data of the sender and of the recipient. And this data will not be encrypted. Mm-hmm. Or it needs to go with the transaction that needs to be stored, which is often even the...
0: technically impossible. But yeah,
1: it's technically impossible. It needs to be confirmed, which is technically impossible. Yeah, and I mean the entire idea of of um, of, of crypto assets being partly anonymous, being synonymous, being able to be identified, but it. The owner being the one to determine whom he wants to share the information with is entirely neglected if you say each and every transaction needs to have a copy of the passport. Yeah. And the passport will be stored in a non-encrypted environment with some provider, even with the, with the recipient's provide us uh, uh, um, as a, 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 a provider and that doesn't make but sense. I, well,
2: perhaps what I'm interested in uh, in uh, Morris because uh, you um, you wrote a, a vision an a vision uh, article that you um, uh, that you proposed to all the uh, EP members. Um, most most of the time, unfortunately, I think the. Uh, uh the the way that people are voting uh, the people already made up their mind um one of the main reasons that we we keep hearing back is uh with regard to any any, anti-money laundering but also the sanctions you know we have people you know uh, u.s senators uh elizabeth warren saying the the russian uh people on the russian sanction list they can actually you know freely move around money but I think even think tanks in the United States uh, pointed out that it's not possible to uh, you know to transfer billions of uh, (laughs) euros dollars whatever the whole system uh, uh, isn't really uh, catered to have statewide or state actor type of uh, funds being pushed through the system How, how, how do you how do you look at it from from that perspective
1: I think in many cases there is a misconception and there is a fear of um, um, every criminal using crypto. And uh, um, uh, However, I think trying to solve this on a local basis, so in these new rules there are even some paragraphs saying each transaction that leaves the European Union and goes to an unhosted wallet outside the Union and you say, um, so how can I determine? and there is no way to figure out if this wallet address is within or... So these are stupid rules. And on the one hand side, I think it's important that the industry really takes the responsibility and develops some kind of uh, self-regulation measures, which is already in place. I mean, there are many exchanges that are actively cooperating with law enforcement if there's something possibly wrong even though they have no legal obligation to do so. Many of these um, exchanges where you really don't know where their physical seat is, react if you work properly with them to to, to law enforcement requests, because they have an interest to be seen as the white sheep in this uh, huge uh, herd of um, sheets of different color. I think, that's I think self-regulation is, is pretty important and then it's relevant that you step in at the point where crypto can be um uh, uh um, can be transferred into fiat or you can use it to to buy so, chips or whatever
0: so if you let's say let's let's say that in an imaginary world right uh, and you you could go back to the eu and you could tell them like this is the way you should organize that. That will be most beneficial to European economies, European consumers, and European businesses. Uh, how, how, on a, on a high, a strategic level, of course. What would you recommend?
1: I think it would be pretty important to to clearly define which kind of transactions, with which kind of of, of uh, coins or token or entries on a blockchain should be treated as an investment uh, or as a money uh, replacement and to clearly distinguish that there are many more transactions um where you um have different entries on a blockchain where it's there's no no use for 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 assuming that this could be used for for tax evasion and money laundering secondly i think there might be a way of being able to, to have white wallets or transparent um, wallets that might be unhosted. So if you voluntarily say I have a, I have a wallet and I use it to um, accumulate wealth and uh, yes, I'm willing to, to have it taxed in a proper way, then why not register your wallet with someone who then via apis is able to track um what you're doing on your wallet for example Um, i think that would be a feasible um way that avoids that each and every transaction has a copy of your passport with it and then definitely um try to find a way where, where the banks where the exchanges and so on they have to well either automatically generate reports but from my point of view, it would be much much easier if you find a way um, that they on demand provide information because we really have to get rid with these huge data pools where for years each and every transaction has a passport attached to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Alex, you you wanted to ask something before.
2: Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's it's I think it's primarily I think uh, what I'm interesting about if you're looking at it from a, an advocate of the devil, um, looking at from the uh, legislator point of view, um, there has to be, <laughs> there has to be there has to be uh, a level playing field, and I think that if you're serious about building this this industry, uh, everybody, and I think that's also in in, in, in Mort's previous answer. Uh, it's important that there is uh, uh, some form of, uh, of, of regulation. However, I do think uh, what we're seeing today, I mean, we can already today uh, file our um, our earnings in a wallet to the tax office, at least here in the Netherlands. I'm sure that that's also the case in Germany, since legislation there is a few steps ahead of us. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really... Um, at the same time, obviously we need to push forward for this legislation, but I'm also a little bit worried about the, the knowledge gap. I think we're seeing that in the text. Uh, that comes from the, from yeah. the from EPs, um, so if we, if we pretend that there is a lot of knowledge, uh, I think we see in our day-to-day business, I mean we're a relatively small startup, I'm sure more it's uh, from an institutional uh, level and a lot more KYC and a lot more reg- regulation, uh, you probably, will probably see that you have so much explanation to do. Um, and if we try to f- fix everything in these rules, Uh, There's also a lot of innovation, because people just go to Singapore, people go to the United States. Um, And that's that's definitely something I I, I do worry about, because we want to build this new economy here in in the EU, uh, and we don't want uh, another time after what what happened in in 2000 with the internet, uh, what happened with all the cloud computing services, are we now actually going to push away the whole uh, digital ledger technology sector back to the united states because we want to do it in such a way even though the technology is not fully understood and that's something i i do worry it about. it would be
0: a shame Absolutely. that after we got yeah. rid of trump that he would still get his wish <laughs> but uh yeah i i think we can talk about this this for hours uh i agree we're stuck between a a rock and a hard place right now on the one hand we want legislation all of us want clarity our businesses want to move forward our consumers want to know how they can you know make the best use of all of this and at the same time um there's definitely a knowledge gap um not only at the uh, the European uh, Parliament level, but also uh, on on local governments. I mean, we can see the same thing happening here in the Netherlands with politicians uh, screaming things on Twitter that absolutely make no sense because they simply don't really understand what they're talking about. Um, Thanks, both of you, for your input. Um, I think it's going to be a topic that we won't be able to solve today. So um, (laughs) considering the time, I want to shimmy into... uh, into the next topic and that is uh that is uh the uh, the the real interview so um before I ask you what kind of coffee you like more it's um you you were already talking about coin.ix uh you know the idea behind it how you founded it uh and uh the what you guys are trying to do uh, I say guys but I also know that you have a wonderful uh, woman working there Suzanne unfortunately she couldn't be here today but perhaps can you tell us a little bit about CoinAX, the investments that you do have been doing and the recent developments.
1: Yeah, cool. Thank you very much. The so initial idea um, of setting something up that would help me and friends and whatever to invest into crypto in. Well, not only doing it privately, but but uh, setting up our vehicle I started back in 2014 and we approached the German Baffin at that uh, point in time uh, asking what they would think about it. And they made it pretty clear that we um, can apply for whatever we want, but that they would find ways and means to avoid <laughs> that we are uh, entering that space being because I, my my main company is a regulated financial services provider and they said so you in this space you shouldn't do that um, and then it took uh, a while and at that point in time bitcoin halved and we said oh we're lucky we 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 didn't do it because we would need to have explained to our investors with hindsight we should have done it but uh, yeah it's volatile um and then in, in in 2017 we felt now let's 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 really do that Timing-wise, it was not not ideal, Mm -hmm. Um, and we decided not to set up a fund um, because there are certain restrictions which are not ideal for the crypto world. So first of all, setting up a fund in Germany with BaFin takes at least half, more likely, a year for all this uh, documentation part of it. Uh, It costs money, which was not the kind of um, most relevant point uh however you have to have a clear investment strategy from the very beginning and our feeling in 2018 was that um, this area is so new that it's pretty hard to clearly define what exactly we want to invest in uh that's something we figured out because we started buying coins like uh, solana and uh, polygon and jlo and whatever um and then we realized that there are some startups (laughs) doing cool blockchain projects that would need fiat money and um, we started investing and uh, providing them equity uh, against uh, equity Um, and then we realized that there are more and more projects out there that do not finance themselves by um, getting money uh, against equity but by providing early token Mm -hmm. Um, and this is something which currently is, from my point of view, not possible in a fledged or a regulated fund because um, these safts that you usually sign, uh, people are, should be aware of that, is um, <laughs> not yet listed in um, in the list of eligible um, financial instruments. Okay. So the second thing was, we didn't want to have a strategy, third thing is each and every fund has some way of investors getting their money back. Which, under certain conditions, can be quite bad because if the market goes down and then simultaneously your investors starting to say, I would like to get my money back, um, pushes you into a fire sale. And there was a the third yeah. reason to say, gets up a proper share or Aktiengesellschaft uh, 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 where people know that they give us the money for the rest of their lives and if they want to get out of it they can try to sell their shares to someone else ideally at a higher price but we are not the ones that will be pushed into into a fire sale okay. and that was ultimately the the setup and we started 2017 um until now we have invested about uh, five to six million euro um the total portfolio is about 25 million euros So we have been able to kind of uh, five, uh, have a five-fold investment. It's
0: a nice return on but,
1: investment. <laughs> um, I think it's 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 okay. And I mean, we have a diversified portfolio. Yeah. So um, we like if, if uh, crypto is going up. However, only 30%, 40% of our portfolio is liquid coins and the rest okay. is um, uh, uh, valued at acquisition costs. So that gives some, yeah. some smoothing effect on, on, okay. on that. You you recently did a a,
0: a capital raise, uh, Moritz. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Um, Actually, we tried to do a capital increase and then you may have heard uh, (laughs) happened this this, this war in the Ukraine which Ah, um, made the capital market and the crypto markets a little bit uh, risk averse and um, because for our capital increase, we look for new shareholders. These are traditional investors um, that buy shares and this segment was uh, very much um, impacted for good reason and we felt that this is not the right point in time where everybody is trying to reduce his um, high risk uh, assets to say could you please give us some new money for um, risky assets. Yeah. So we, we, we cancelled that, we, we are intending to, to do it uh, hopefully later this this year nonetheless the good thing about our portfolio is is different to traditional vc investors yeah. that would get in 15 million then they invest it and then they wait for seven eight years until they get a return um yeah. from the first exits we always have a proportion of the portfolio in liquid coins and we can just reallocate and uh just that, last that, year, that brings me is, to uh, my
0: next question uh, because uh, yes, you please. just mentioned that of course the situation has changed around the world the Ukraine war has had a global impact. Uh it's a chaotic time in which uh, standard market uh, rules, regulations and laws, you know, don't really seem to apply. Um you know, normally technical analysis is a, can be a great thing, especially for crypto, but right now, you know, all of that is out of the window. And yet, in this time of volatility, you guys decided to invest in a little uh, project known as your Open Metaverse. So uh, What made you decide to do that crazy thing?
1: Um, In the beginning, we just felt like everything with blockchain is cool. And then we more and more realized that we need to focus on certain trends. And there are four or five trends. One being that we will have projects that will just do cost reduction and transparency in traditional industries without disrupting them. And these are the projects that we believe will be the ones that that have the the earliest realization um, uh, dates. And that's something we want to have in our portfolio. And then we have uh, uh, other projects which have a much more disruptive character um, because they say we'll entirely rule out the intermediary and um, we will completely define new uh, uh, um, characteristics for an, for an industry and we have a bunch of projects in this uh, segment as well. We have someone who wants to replace Google and there is someone else uh, trying to to, to <laughs> replace um, other large players by saying the future will be decentralized yeah. and we believe in that, however this is something where I think that, that's going to take um, More, you, five you, to you, seven in- years
0: over the uh, well you know you you mentioned your gray hairs at the start of the episode i have a few as well not as many as you you've seen uh basically two tech uh, tech bubbles well not bubbles but booms you know end of the 90s 2000s uh what what you know you you got a lot of experience you've seen it happen are you seeing this happening again right now or you know what are your thoughts on that and has that anything to do with your decision to invest in your open
1: metaverse? Actually, I have to admit. Back in 1998, I do remember that a friend of mine uh, invested in Amazon shares, and uh, I haven't hadn't heard about it and he told. I asked him, "So, well, what are they doing?" And he said, "Well, they're tending to set up an online bookshop, bookstore." And I said, "Okay." Um, I can't imagine that's going to happen wish you good luck and i didn't invest it i mean there was a mistake with hindsight however i could at that point in time not imagine that what i what what a bookstore was for me you walk in and you touch the books and you decide i want to take this and that and take a look into it that this would ever ever work and happen uh online Uh, and i I think i've learned from that and um uh, being in a role like, like us and having new startups, entrepreneurs every second day in a presentation and learning what they do. And yes, sometimes these are pretty crazy ideas and I have learned from the past experience that I should not by first sight say, I can't imagine that this is going to happen, but to really understand the potential.
0: Do you hear and this I'm, Alex? He's, he's basically yeah, saying I mean, that when you came around, he thought you were a crazy nutter.
2: <laughs> yeah, but i think i think for us it's uh, it was a strategic uh, decision i'm not sure if all the viewers are actually aware we we did our uh, uh our private round uh, in last uh, no, uh, November that we uh, prepared obviously for for quite some time um, and we had the possibility to close uh, to close the round at that time but um, we were quite fortunate with good advisors that uh, that told us okay you need to carve out a number of allocations because you would like to also have the more traditional investors, to also have an opportunity uh, to step in, uh, because in the crypto uh, VC uh, world, uh, and that's also what we saw particularly last November, uh, you can have a uh, you can have a chat. Uh, a week later, uh, you finalize stuff, and a few days later, uh, there is uh, money on the on the wallet. <laughs> yeah,
3: um, never seems too And, uh, to amaze
2: and me. that's obviously that's obviously not the case in the engagement uh, that we had uh, with uh, with IX. There is uh, the analyst team, uh, you know, going into uh, quite a lot of details, discussing, asking, okay, uh, how's how's the market going to look like? How's the revenue models? Uh, how everything's going to look like? And that's definitely not what we uh you know that that you experience in the more traditional PC investors mm. so for us it's also quite important to have that you know uh, that vision that look and that experience uh that also you know makes us grow as a team uh to uh, to touch up on a number of points in our pitch but also in the product as well
3: yeah
0: yeah i, th- I think that uh, definitely was um noticeable internally and for us at least uh, for Morris this might be nice to know that you no, know, with a lot of the previous investors, things went really quickly. They they decided they believed uh, we were a little bit green, you know, six months ago we <laughs> were so green, let's face it. I mean, now we I have I have scars and pock marks everywhere. From the, we were green and, and people just wanted to give us their money, uh, crypto money. It went really quick. And then suddenly we, you know, we, we met CVC yeah. and Coinix and suddenly these people were asking real serious questions, uh, really checking stuff seriously out. Um, making us uh, spend a lot of serious brain power internally but uh, per- if i if i can speak personally i thought that was great because it really um made us reassess everything look at what we're trying to do and uh, measuring that uh, to higher standards allowing us to do a better job moving forward which also obviously led to us postponing our tge uh, uh, which was a very scary thing for us to do but i definitely think it's the right thing so more it's um you, uh, looking at the portfolio for uh, Coin.iX, you guys, uh, and you already mentioned a little bit, you're definitely looking at infrastructure. You, you, know, you just mentioned Google, you mentioned Amazon. Um, so is, is there, was there anything particular when you looked at uh, our case that made you say, apart from us being crazy, of course, for, for, uh, this, uh, this might be definitely an interesting uh, move for us?
1: So uh, I mentioned the other trend, which uh, trends we see, and we strongly believe that uh, that metaverse is something um, that will stay uh, for 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 longer. However, um, I personally have no, uh, and the combination of NFT and, and metaverse is mm-hmm. a very very valid uh, proposition. However, I personally have no clue what exactly will be the. The, the turning element of Metaverse becoming mainstream, because yeah. yet it's it's not. And um, let me say, my understanding is that uh, initially when the internet started and internet mm. was about transfer of information and yeah. pictures, um, people claimed that it was porn because people wanted to have access to mm. uh, naked uh, uh, people of uh, different gender. Um, <laughs> and and this was accessible over your computer you did that
0: really well moritz i have i have no idea how you managed to put that so diplomatically but i love it Uh, sorry go (laughs) on i mean
1: i I don't know if if that's true and the question is so what's going to be the 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 reason why people start entering the metaverse knowing that sometimes it's really not working very well and it's pixeled and so Mm. on and there will be applications and instead of Investing into a single application, we believe it's it's much more forward-looking to have someone uh, um, who's who's uh, trying to to, to ease um, the, the 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 way towards it. And, and yeah. there are so many companies that start considering to set up a presence in the metaverse. Yeah. I, I always like the the Susabies. I don't know that was my uh, kind of. And so I'm thinking about blockchain and crypto, every second week I have a second where another coin is just uh, <laughs> clicking because I now realize new aspects. Yeah. And initially what? I said, so why is Sotheby's that is seen as the most traditional an physical move. art um, auctioner um, trying to attract <laughs> elderly <laughs> art <laughs> buyers? <laughs> um, are, are they the ones to set up uh, uh, an auction or a place or a gallery in the metaverse where they're selling NFTs? That
0: was I think, yeah. Kind I, of I think I'm, I was really impressed with that. Uh, yeah. It's exactly like you say. Sotheby's, I mean, probably would have been the last company I would think of doing that. And yet, okay. when we look at history, I mean, usually the companies that are existing are established are not the ones that survive big convergence of technology and paradigm shifts as at least that's what i expect like this except the ones that see it coming and are willing to take a risk right i mean this is something that alex can also talk about when we uh, we look at the the companies and the brands that we're looking uh, to work with um and i guess also goes for investors right yeah
2: yeah definitely um uh, first of all i think i have a comforting message for the uh the opposite sex uh saying that uh our wonderful aragorn uh, is going to become part of the metaverse with <laughs> his own avatar so uh, for all those single ladies uh, keep on watching at uh, the next episode <laughs> what about all those
0: single men out there you know there's plenty of uh LGBTQ people out there. Exactly. I hope they think I'm sexy too. To be honest.
2: But- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um, no, I think um, I think there's going to obviously there's going to be a lot of potential, and I think um, the there is a I think the bandwidth in the spectrum of the possibilities. I think we're we're we're, we're trying to figure out for this year five key projects that is uh, taking place in a number of important metrics. So from more traditional industries to, let's say, sports, media and entertainment. uh, But also we're quite uh, heavily focused on retail. So we're working on a lot of retail formulas right now uh, that we, we truly believe in, because in all these aspects, Uh, what we believe here uh, with our team that we're working on is that there has to be a bridge between the real world, the the, the world that we experience every day, and what's happening in the metaverse. Because if it's only going to be NFTs, pictures, whatever, then we, then we don't believe that's going to fly. There has to be an actual utility. Uh, and the road into the metaverse is one that's going to take a number of years. Um, so I think sometimes you hear these stories of people saying that in a heartbeat, everything is going to change. Um, well, that, that's not going to happen, but it's, it's going to be a gradual I will process. We'll agree
0: to disagree, Alex, but uh, you know, that's okay. <laughs> we do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we have some questions from chat. Um, so let's let's dive into those because uh, time is a wasting, I just noticed. So first of all, there was copywriter who said mass adoption has to happen soon. So first of all, copywriter, I'd like to ask you, when you say mass adoption has to happen soon, what do you exactly mean and how soon is is soon? Uh, and before you, while you answer that in chat, I'd like to pose this question uh, to Moritz. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on adoption of uh, metaverse technologies, NFTs, uh, virtual reality, uh, people going to worlds like Decentraland and Sandbox? Uh, do you have a timeline in mind for that?
1: I think um, that will be three to five five to seven years something in that in that range we are very early even though the prices in decentraland are already <laughs> perceived high. extremely high and um, we have been thinking about setting up a, a, a virtual real estate fund um, which um, <laughs> i like the term however um it's 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 it's, it's real. so I personally haven't invested in any NFT so so far. Others from the team have, um, so mm. I'm a little bit more conservative, um, but I, I believe it's going to become mainstream uh, in, in five to seven years. Yeah.
0: Okay. Thank you. Thank Yeah. You. Yeah. yeah, Alex, go on. Uh,
1: I, 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 I completely agree. I think
2: that there is a uh, you know we you, we usually talk about three. Target groups. Uh, when we also look at our communication, there's the general population, the general audience who s- perhaps sometimes hears a little bit about the metaverse only when uh, Mark Zuckerberg and his PR team comes out. Then there is, I think, you guys, uh, you know, in the crypto scene, uh, retail investing in crypto, uh, into gaming. I think these you you guys are the professionals that really understand it day to day. Uh, And then there is the perhaps more people that are running it as their day job. So, I mean, brand managers at Unilever or uh, let's say, uh, you know, people working at sports, shoe apparel manufacturers. Those guys uh, are working at it from a brand level as well. Um, And I think from the brand level and from the the crypto and the game scene, yes people are perhaps even on a daily basis encounter this term but the general population i think it really if if they hear something about this every three to four months Mm -hmm. that's it so it will really take a lot of time before it will really be a true part of technology. I mean, um, the Google is, a, is technology that everybody uses a lot. They that, 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 that's, that you're giving a lot of data to. Yeah. And I think we're still quite far from technologies, uh, being on that level.
0: Okay. <clears throat> Copywriter is in chat and he says he believes metaverse can become a household name, hopefully in the next 13 years. You know, I have to be, I have, I'm going to be honest, you know, uh, I feel uh, I work in in, in an innovative com- company at the, at the very forefront of technological uh, uh, development yeah. and convergence, and yet I find myself again to be the black sheep here, because I really believe it's gonna go way faster. But, uh, and I also believe that uh, yes, uh, Metaverse uh, connected with the physical world <laughs> through augmented reality and, and other kind of activations, it's definitely gonna be massive. But I also really believe that, uh, that is not a necessary aspect of it. Uh, but then again, I'm, I'm probably the only computer nerd in this group who has spent a significant uh, over 10,000 hours of his lifetime playing uh, virtual uh, games, uh, exploring virtual worlds. So I might True. be slightly biased. Um, cool. Right. So looking at the time, it's two minutes to five, and uh, there's still some things to do. So. Uh, Chat, this is your last chance, both Telegram and uh, YouTube, to ask some questions of Moritz. Moritz, let's get round to that initial question that would, uh, was asked. And by the way, thank you for all your amazing insights. But uh, what uh, kind of coffee do you prefer?
1: I actually, five years ago, uh, decided to uh, get out of coffee and I'm drinking two bottles of, uh, what's the, Ingwer in English, uh, oh. um so it's it's just tea wait. with uh, one bag of uh, ginkgo. Wait, uh, so is wait it, can, the, the, you, can you show the, us
0: that 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 bottle again, Moritz? Because that that's <laughs> not a bottle. That's that's like a jerry can.
1: <laughs> it's a liter. Yeah, yeah. You drink two no, of those in a day. I, I was told that it's pretty healthy. Two two of them. Yeah, it you is. Should, everybody should drink at least two liters of uh, either water true. or tea a day. Yeah,
0: it's it's true. It's true. They did so with
1: coffee, and that that's uh, at some point in time not ideal
0: no yeah it's it's very healthy so uh okay uh, uh, one more question uh, cats or dogs
1: uh dog <laughs> because because uh, i i tried to refrain from having a dog and then my my fourth kid made managed to persuade me to buy a dog and our dog is called wilma and um, i i love her yeah awesome awesome
0: okay thank you so much for that so um is there anything any recommendation that you have for our audience whether it be about crypto the metaverse uh, reading books anything that you you'd like to share that you think is really worthwhile
1: i think it's important that everybody shares the idea and the concept of crypto value transfers with his family, her family, and um, I I strongly recommend set up a wallet with a bunch of friends, try to get into it, take a 20 euro or whatever investment and then shuffle around with this crypto. And I I still meet friends with whom I did it years ago. They say, hey, Maurice, I still have the wallet you helped me set up Um, and, and, and that's Pretty important, and they need to understand that the password they put in there is unique, and there's no, no telephone number to call if you have lost it. And uh, so that's, this is real learning, and that's something I recommend.
0: Thank you, thank you so much for that, Morris. Um, thank It's been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you so much both for your your confidence uh, in our undertaking, your support. Uh, and your willingness to to come on the show today, answer questions, and share with uh, us your incredible insight into the uh, regulations, finance, uh, investing, uh, everything to do with uh, with crypto and with these projects, Alex. Yeah, thank uh, you we, we, uh, so much for being here as well.
2: Of course, of course. Anything
0: you want to say thank to Morris? You.
2: Well, uh, th- uh, thanks, of course, and and then we are looking forward to um, to hopefully uh, with a few of our team members uh, get to meet uh, the team also in uh, in Germany as well. So um, look forward to
1: that and look forward to uh, working together. So uh, thanks and enjoy your weekend. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me, and uh, thanks a lot. It was it was great pleasure being here.
0: Thank you. See you soon. Tschüss. Cheers. Bye. Cool, so that wraps up the interview part uh, of today's live stream. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We of course aren't done yet. I have two more minutes uh, that have to do with um, with sharing the, uh, the, the look forward for the next week. Sorry, I was a little bit confused. People are asking to join our call now when it's done. Uh, so first off, what's up this week? Um, we... Let's see, is there anything I forgot? State of Yom roadmap visual unfail. Oh, I thought we already did this. Perhaps this is, I'll, I'll just say it again. I think this is something that's left over from last week. But for those of you that haven't noticed, we've did a li- done a little update on our website. So we have updated the website to include a roadmap where you can track, Lot. well, it's not real time, which hopefully it will be in the future but we're, uh, we're tracking our progress towards uh, the token generation event and the IDO. Um, basically, there's four, uh, four categories in there, and we have this, this uh, defined key, key performance indicators for those. And whenever we meet any goals, we mark that, and every two weeks it's being updated. So we don't have a traditional roadmap that says we're going to do this in Q1, we're going to do, do this in Q2, and do this in Q3, because we believe in doing stuff right. Of course, we are, we are aware that, you know, this whole Metaverse blockchain development, We, if we want to be the first and we want to be the best, we can't take 10 years to do it. But at the same time, we also find, want to find the right balance between doing things right, having our development team go ham on brain, building the best SDK platform they can, uh, having our agency team build some of the really cool first uh, experiences, uh, and of course, you know, building our own organization as we grow. So we said we're going to have a roadmap where people can track what we're doing we have important kpis and we do things when they're done they're done and then we move on so i hope you guys like that give us your feedback on that and your thoughts um let's see what else uh we've also added the state of the metaverse show to the website so going forward you can always if you don't have time to come to the live episode on friday you can go to our website you can check it out there. Uh, You will be able to see the video there. We're also uploading the State of the Metaverse to Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon podcast, I think, or something. Anyway, every podcast platform in the world has our State of the Metaverse going forward. We are always looking for interesting guests. So today we had Moritz, of course, and we had Alex because uh, Moritz invested in, uh, or CoinEx invested in your Open Metaverse, and we wanted to have somebody that could tell you about legislative stuff going on in the eu but uh, we don't just want to have people that are directly related to us we want to have people that are thought leaders in the industry talking about the metaverse talking about crypto going forward so if you know somebody or if you want to get on a show yourself make sure to let us know uh what else ah yeah this week we have another metaverse exploring uh event with our metaverse exploring group which is of course led by uh, the wonderful mr fox aka daniel van der waals our very own metaverse sherpa And uh, this week, there will be a speaker called Simon Mikalojic. I hope I pronounced that correctly, I probably butchered his name, from Maison Dao, so it should be very interesting. He's going to talk about a decentralized metaverse gallery, so that kind of ties into the art topic that we already discussed a little bit today. Um, What else? Oh, oh, I nearly missed it. Super important, super important this one, guys. We are finally. Wait, I should do a sound for this. Do we have something? Oh, that's the wrong sound. Um. <laughs> Rick roll. Okay, I do have an important. Uh, do have an important announcement? Our team finished our white paper. Team finished our white paper, and the white paper is being published. I think it was already published today. uh It's really, really looking good. I'm going to say it's always a work on the construction so we're probably going to improve it going to change it going to update it but if you haven't read our white paper yet i highly recommend you go read it not only is it filled with incredible references to star trek it's also a highly highly inspirational document if you're thinking about the metaverse if you're thinking about the future of the metaverse the future of nfts uh, all of that good stuff and the kind of thing that we're trying to build so go and check out our white paper it will be on our website Uh, download it have fun with it read it sleep on it and let us know what you think um i think that's it did i miss anything i don't think i missed anything um i don't have a nice outro music yet but little good news we're working with audio engineers so soon we'll have that too uh that's it for this week thank you so much for joining us again Uh, i look forward to seeing you guys again next week oh no oh wait are we do are we doing a broadcast next week we're going on a little school trip with the whole team i don't know i'm confused can somebody confirm in chat do we have a broadcast next week alex can you put your thumbs up if we do any thumbs down if we don't we do have a broadcast next week it's just probably gonna be from somewhere in another country or from the metaverse or something don't know yet okay that's it thanks guys um see you guys next week have a great weekend uh have a lot of beers because i can't uh that's it bye